Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me on today's edition of The Shalene Show, where we are going to talk about the difference between motivation and discipline. Two things we both need, two things that help us accomplish the things we want to accomplish even when we don't feel like it. But there's a big difference between motivation and discipline, even though they go hand in hand. And in this episode, not only will I break that down, I will also help you discover what it takes to develop both of those things. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Habit, motivation, discipline. Those are some of the most common things that people ask me about. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm in fitness and people will often say, I don't have the motivation to work out, or how do I discipline myself to do X, Y, Z, or how do you develop that habit? And I think there's a lot of misinformation and confusion. And like anything, like once you have the knowledge, first of all, stop beating yourself up, number one. And number two, like how do you get it if you don't really even know what it is, right? So let me share with you this story, you know, personal experience, but I think probably many of you will be able to relate. So let's talk about this. Habit. Why do we need habit? So I want to start at the highest level because our ultimate goal is habit. Habit occurs or habit defined is when we're doing something out of habit. We don't even think about it anymore. A great example of this is if someone, for example, has a head injury and they've forgotten a lot of people's names and things that they used to do. And sometimes they're even learning physical activities again, or perhaps they even have amnesia. Studies have shown that people with amnesia can wake up, not know the name of their spouse who they've been married to for 25 years, but they still get up and walk to the bathroom and brush their teeth first thing in the morning. So where is that? Where does that get stored in the brain? And what is that? Well, that is a part of human development that is essential to our existence. Our brains were not meant to be able to handle the incredible capacity that we're you know, inundated with every single day. Like as a species, as a whole, we have evolved, but not nearly at the rate at which technology and information has evolved. Like we are thrown so much information. Like right now you're listening to me, but at the same time, you're probably going to get a text message and you're probably going to hear a commercial in the background and someone's going to be emailing you simultaneously on whatever device you're listening to me on. And all of this requires your brain to do something with it. Our brains haven't evolved that much. Our brains haven't evolved to be able to handle that kind of information. 
So the reason why habit is stored in an area of our brain that's really, really important and its function is to, get this, allow us to think less. That's what habit is. Habit is something you do without even thinking about it. There are certain things that we do out of habit. And there are certain things that we wish we did out of habit. Like we wish we didn't have to force ourselves to do these things. We wish it was just like, here I am exercising. Oh, look at me. Here I am going to bed early. There are things that we wish we did out of habit. And ultimately, just know this, in the hierarchy of motivation, discipline, and habit, habit is the highest. It's like the ultimate. It is what we want. We want habit because when something has become a habit, we don't even think about it anymore. We just do it. Well, before I move on from habit, let me say this about habit. I've been studying habit now for a year and a half. I thought I knew what it required to develop a habit, and I didn't know as much as I thought I did because I really hadn't looked into the neuroscience piece of it and all the amazing research about our brains and where we store habit and how we form habit. And it's a lot more than just forcing yourself to do something for 21 days. You can force yourself to do something for a year and still not have it become a habit. So if you're forcing yourself to do something, that's called discipline. And discipline is the stage just before habit. The question is, how do we get discipline to turn into a habit? And we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about discipline. What is the difference between discipline and motivation? Discipline is when we kind of are forcing ourselves to do something that we don't feel like doing. Or maybe we do feel like doing it, but it's not natural yet. It's not habitual. And it requires a thought process, right? So the difference between a habit and discipline is thought process. So if you have to say to yourself, okay, should I do this or not? You're still in the discipline realm. And sometimes you can teeter back and forth between them. But discipline is when we say to ourselves, "Uh, I don't feel like exercising right now, but I know I need to. And I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. That's discipline. Discipline is knowing that that meal was and is delicious and you'd like to go back and get seconds or you'd like to eat more than you really need in terms of a serving size. But you also know that you're full. You kind of discipline yourself. You have to have a thought. You have to have a thought process and you have to say to yourself, okay, I want to have another serving, but I'm going to discipline myself to do what I know is right. It's delaying gratification. So people who are really good at delayed gratification are pretty disciplined people. People who do that are typically more successful at establishing habits, okay? Now, habits can be both good and bad. But habits typically are something that were triggers a feeling in us. And so we do it automatically because there's usually a physical or circumstantial trigger that allows us to not even think and to go into autopilot. Here's a negative example. You are a busy mom. You've got tons of responsibilities during the day or a busy dad, whatever it is. And you are triggered by the fact that you've just put your kids down and you're feeling tired and wanting to unwind. You're triggered by walking into the kitchen without any kids around. And you think to yourself, I should treat myself with a glass of wine or a cocktail. The trigger is, okay, I'm off. I'm off the clock, right? And then the habit is negative habit, but you're pouring yourself a glass of wine or a cocktail or whatever it is you do at night. 
your special brownies, whatever it is, no judgment. I'm just saying the trigger is important because that trigger is going to be there. And the problem with most of us is that we try to just like break bad habits. And really, based on the research that I've been reading and I mean, the power of habit and just all of the science behind what it really requires to develop a habit is instead of like eliminating a habit, replace it and only do one at a time. So if you know that this is your trigger, you're like, okay, kids are gone and I'm walking to the kitchen, like identify the trigger and then find a habit that gives you gratification because drinking that glass of wine or having your special brownie gives you something. So now what you should do is identify the trigger, but then seek to find a habit that you can replace it with. Yeah, something healthier. Like, you know, don't be silly. Like, you know, people are like, yeah, that, that'd be a good time to give yourself a bubble bath. Who does that? Who are these people taking all these bubble baths? Please. I haven't taken a bath since I was like eight. Who are these people in bubble baths? But maybe a better trigger would be like, just healthier. I'm not saying like ultimately like, yeah, instead of having a glass of wine at night, what I'm going to do is a Tabata. Like, please, like, come on, get real. That's not going to happen. I'm not foolish. But maybe you could do something like a little healthier and do these things in levels, right? Like maybe instead you could say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make myself a cup of hot chocolate and I'm going to watch crap TV. I'm going to watch the worst reality TV ever. Or I'm going to just do something that gives you the same reward because that's what a habit is. Here's how you establish a habit. You identify the trigger, you figure out what is that trigger, and then what is the feeling or the reward that you're looking forward to, and then be very aware of the reward. A perfect example of this is brushing our teeth, right? So when you're a kid, you have to be disciplined to brush your teeth. Your parents say, have you brushed your teeth? Go brush your teeth. Have you brushed your teeth? Right? Like constantly asking you that. Now, why is it as an adult, if by chance there's a morning when you have whatever, gone out the door or come downstairs without brushing your teeth, you're like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, do you have any gum? Like you freak out, right? It's not because of the bad breath. It's not because you're worried about tooth decay. It's the reward of feeling your slick teeth. Hmm, bet you didn't know that, did you? Yeah, well, Crest knows that. And so do just about any other product that is marketed to us to use every single day. If you watch TV, they're marketing to us not the benefits of the product, but the reward. Like if you watch an ad for like Febreze, for example, you know, if you watch the commercial, you see what they're trying to do is create a habit of spraying that when you're done cleaning so that it's kind of like your reward. You're like, I'm done. And if you watch the commercial, you can see this like, oh, I'm done. Like, you know, and so that's what they're trying to tap into is the reward of how you feel when you're done. Same thing with brushing our teeth. So any negative habit you have, like, and only pick one, because I know you have more than one, but let's just pick one. Pick one negative habit and then think about what it is that feels good about that negative habit, what it is you seek and what triggers it and what you might be able to replace it with. Okay, so full honesty here. I'm about to disclose something to you, but before I do, I feel like I need to talk to you about motivation because that'll bring it full circle. So what the heck is motivation? Because constantly people are asking me like, how do I get motivated to work out? How do I get my motivation back? Well, here's the deal. Motivation ain't that great. It's not that big of a deal either. And if you're waiting for motivation, 
the things that you want to do in your life, the things that you want to make happen on a regular basis aren't going to happen because motivation is fleeting. Motivation, you can think of motivation as kind of your, your why, right? But unfortunately, people put too much weight in motivation. They think that they're expecting that there's going to be a moment in time when they actually feel like exercising. And so they think, well, I must not be motivated to exercise because I don't feel like exercising. Or I must not be motivated to clean my house because I don't feel like cleaning my house. Well, I got news for you. Motivation is something that kind of comes and goes. So you know you're motivated to clean your house when your mother-in-law is coming over and you know you're motivated to put on your makeup if you think you're going to run into like your husband's ex-girlfriend and you know you're motivated to push back the plate when you're going on a warm weather vacation with a bunch of skinny girls in like two weeks. Like that's motivation. But that is so short term, right? Like, in, and you're motivated to save because your son is going off to college. I mean, these are short term motivators. And all that motivation does is helps you to be a little more disciplined, That's all it does. It's not that big of a deal. So if you're thinking that the reason why you can't do X, Y, Z is because you lack the motivation, you are giving motivation way too much power. What you really need is not motivation. You need discipline. Now, true, it's nice to have something to motivate your discipline, but all you have to do is say, do I want it? Do I wish that I was in better health? Well, fine. There's your motivation. But if you're thinking that motivation is going to like suddenly make you feel different about it, It won't. All it does is makes you remember why you need to be disciplined. But see, to be disciplined implies it's not something you want to do. It's a decision you have to make for gratification. You're delaying gratification. I want to buy these shoes right now, but I'm going to discipline myself because I'm saving for a down payment on my home. I don't want to save but I'm disciplining myself because I want to live in a home that I own more than I need these shoes. Does this help? Okay. So forget about motivation. It's like teeny tiny. It's like, who cares? Me. All right. So I did almost a year and a half ago, a brain scan in which I discovered, you know, a lot of like, unfortunately bad news about the lack of care and lack of discipline. I had been exercising when it comes to sleep. Yeah, everybody knows they need sleep. And I'm like, I must be one of those people that doesn't. I must be superhuman because I feel great. I've had four hours of sleep and I feel great. Look at me, I'm so energetic. Like I must be just one of those odd people. Like there's an average, but I'm not the average. And I just thought, well, there's no negative side effects. So I can just make up so much extra time and I could do more things with my family and then during the day and I could just stay up late at night and what was the harm if it wasn't affecting my energy, et cetera. And so there was zero motivation for me to get more sleep. And I would hear other people talk about all the benefits, but I'm like, I don't have any negative side effects. Like, I hear ya, I hear ya, supposedly it's good for you, but like, I'm not having any negative side effects. So why should I care to discipline myself to sleep more? And then I did a brain scan. And that was like, dang it, like I cried, legit. I've talked about it enough now that I'm not gonna cry, but I was so mad at myself because I knew that I knew better. And it was upsetting to me to think that I was gonna be number one cheating my family of my mental capacity, right? Like I had the brain of like an 80-year-old. 
and that I had lost cognitive ability. And that when we looked at my brain on a scan, it looked as though, in fact, the doctors asked me if I had done extensive chemotherapy or if I had been in a long-term drug user. I'm like, no, how dare you? Excuse me? And they said, well, the only other explanation is chronic sleep deprivation. I was like, you can see that on my brain? And they said, oh yeah, it's very, very damaging. It is toxicity that has been sitting in your brain with no means by which to clean itself. That was really motivating. That was incredibly motivating to change my habits, change my ways. The question is, could I develop the discipline? And I sit here before you telling you it is not a habit. I am still in the discipline phase. I so desperately want it to be a habit. It's why I'm talking to you about this for accountability and hoping that this will help you too. But it's not a habit yet. And I want it to be a habit. So I want to share this process with you because I bet there's something right now that you're struggling between discipline and motivation. You're like here and it's nowhere near a habit yet. It's not to the point where you're just doing it automatically without thinking about it. Out of curiosity, what is that for you? What right now do you desperately wish was a something you didn't have to think about? You just did it without thought and it was a habit. But the truth is, it's not. You really struggle between finding the motivation to keep yourself disciplined and then losing that motivation and losing your discipline. What is that for you? So the first thing I have to ask myself is what is the bad or negative, not so healthy habit that is keeping me from developing a positive habit? I can tell you what it is. I feel like I'm treating myself. I go and go and go and I think and think and think. And then when I lay down in my bed, After certain activities have transgressed, transpired, taken place, shall we say. After my last performance of the night, my husband is like, he's like asleep in two seconds. Like, it's like, I'm that good. That's what I'm saying. And then I'm like, okay, well, now I'm done for the day. My work here is complete. And then I like to like, I shop on Amazon. I have Amazon amnesia. That's one thing. And it's not like I'm like buying like coats and jackets and, you know, I buy everything on Amazon. I'm buying my toothpaste. I don't go to the store anymore. Like, you know, I've got Alexa. So I just tell her, Alexa, we need dish soap. Alexa, I need containers. Alexa, order more ear swabs. Like, then I just process it at night. But that is the time when I really kind of like, I do dumb things on my phone. I might look at social media. I look at everybody else's posts for the day because I don't do that during the day. During the day, I'm like on task. I only do what I'm supposed to do in my scheduled hours. Like I only do certain things on Facebook. I don't scroll. I don't I don't meander. I don't fiddle. So once everyone's gone to bed, that's when I start fiddling on my phone. And I typically, this is terrible, but I'll fall asleep with it like on my chest. Or sometimes I'll go, I'm just going to look at a few things. I'm just going to process this order. I'm going to check out so-and-so's Facebook Live from earlier today. That'll take me 10 minutes, and I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to be asleep, and I'm going to get eight hours tonight. And the next thing you know, I'm looking up at the clock, and I'm like, shoot, it's already been an hour? How did this happen? And then I'm like, okay, one more thing. And then I kind of like half fall asleep, and then I wake up and look at my phone again. Is anyone else doing this too? No, I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I'm really good. But I'm trying to develop this discipline and I'm telling you I'm failing. I'm failing. Well, I'm not even getting a B minus. And I wouldn't even say I'm getting a C plus. I'm probably getting a C minus. I wouldn't say I'm failing, but I want to be doing better. I want this to be a habit. 
So I have to think about, okay, what's my trigger? My trigger is I'm laying in bed and I'm off. Like I'm off. The clock is off. It's time to take care of me, right? So I have to identify my trigger. I know what the trigger is. And I know the feeling that I want to feel. The feeling that I want to feel is like, this is for me. Just relaxing. This has no point. This feels good. You're taking care of you. You're spoiling yourself. Like there's a little bit of it that feels like, well, I get to do this because I'm spoiling myself. And, you know, it could be worse. Like a lot of people drink wine all night. I'm just looking at people's Snapchats. Like it could be worse. And so I make all these justifications in my head. But I want it to be a habit. I want it to be a mindless practice. So I've got to develop better discipline. And the best way to develop better discipline is to tell yourself, I know better. It's to simply say to yourself, catch yourself in the moment where you're making the decision and start developing ways, physical ways that remind you of what you need to do that's right. It's not what you want to do. I don't want to go to bed. If I could survive on two hours of sleep, if I didn't already know for a fact that it was bad for my brain, I want to stay up all night. I just do. I don't want to sleep at all, but that's not good. So I have to discipline myself to do what I don't feel like doing. And that means I've got to establish some physical triggers, like where I place my phone. And most importantly, I have to find a habit to replace my not so healthy habit. So I've been experimenting with listening to a relaxation podcast. And there's a couple of really good ones in the health category. And that works. I go out and it it feels good. So you have to think about, okay, there's the trigger and then there's the feeling that I get or that soothes me from the the not so healthy habit, like whether that's smoking or drinking or shopping or gambling or procrastinating. And I have to think to myself, okay, so that makes me feel soothed and like it's me time. So I've got to find a habit that's healthy and gives me that same satisfaction. And then eventually with enough discipline, physical triggers being consciously aware of the discipline it requires, and then tapping into the reward, the thing that you're looking forward to by exercising the habit, like slick teeth after we brush our teeth. So for me, I think what that's going to be is looking forward to the pride and confidence I feel in myself when I, like I'm embarrassed, even if nobody knows that I didn't get a good night's sleep. I don't even know if I would call it embarrassed, but I'm almost like disappointed in myself is what I would say. Like if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, dang it. I know I only got six hours of sleep or I know I only got five hours of sleep. I'm like super disappointed in myself and I don't like the way that feels. And I do when I am disciplined, when I practice discipline and I get the right amount of sleep, which is between seven and eight for me, I feel really good about myself. I'm like, I want to like tell everyone like, hey, guess what? Yeah, um, I (laughs) slept seven hours. So boom. If you think like I can do a lot in five hours, wait till you see me on seven. Like I like that feeling. So I've got to be more consciously aware of it and establish kind of that routine where I'm looking forward to the reward. That, my friends, is the difference between motivation, discipline, and habit. So here's one of my habits I'm really proud of and I just love. I don't even have to think about it. I wake up first thing in the morning around 5.45 a.m. And the very first thing I do is listen to a podcast or an online academy. So I I try to create what I call a distraction diet for myself. And by that, I mean, I don't just listen to any old podcast or any old online training. I pick like an area that I want to master, which lately has been neuroscience, behavior, 
the brain habit. That's been my obsession of late. So I will maybe assign to a virtual assistant to pull up any research or the latest university studies and then condense those and give me the bullet points and I'll listen to that. I just hit select text and I'll listen to the articles while I'm getting ready on my earbuds. And I like to leisurely get ready. And that is such a treat. I so look forward to it. And it's a habit. It is a habit. I don't even think about it. I'm excited about doing it. And I listen. And that's where I do all of my learning first thing in the morning while I kind of get ready and wake up. And the next thing I do is exercise. Just before I exercise, I make my to-do list. And then after I'm done exercising, I delegate out most of my to-do list and I prioritize the things that must be done that day. And those three things are habit. So I'm telling you, if I can just be a little more disciplined, which I plan on doing, and really understand those triggers, I know that I can develop better sleep habits. How about you? Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate the people who jump on live when I'm recording these on Facebook And I really appreciate your feedback, especially the comments and the reviews that have been coming through on iTunes lately. You guys, I love you. Can I read you a couple of my favorite ones of recent? Okay, like this one from Miss Candy Cane 5 that came in on October 7th, 2016. Shalene is absolutely amazing. I love being able to listen to her on podcast and follow her on other platforms like Snapchat. She has definitely helped me and is such a blessing to so many lives. I highly recommend listening to this podcast and also following her on Snapchat. And thanks for the Snapchat shout out. That's awesome. She gives tons of golden nuggets daily on Snapchat and she is at Shalene Official. Well, gosh, Miss Candy Cane 5, I really appreciate you giving me that shout out, you sweetheart. And I appreciate all of these reviews. There's so many that have come in recently. A lot of new listeners like Me Pink Me Shoe hmm. came in on October 3rd. She said, wow, I love this podcast. This was my very first podcast, and I've just learned about you from Snapchat, another Snapchat, and learned so much just from one listen. I was listening while at the gym and immediately changed up my workout as you had suggested in your podcast. Thank you so much for all your honest information and advice. I am definitely hooked on podcasts. Well, that is so fun, and I really do, before I sit down to record, I always go to iTunes and I click most recent reviews. And so if you want to leave me a message, that's the place you'll be certain I see it. They don't disappear. They stay there forever. And I really love it when you tell other people specifically what they can expect from the podcast. An honest review is very helpful, not just to me, but to other people. And it's how we get the word out about the show. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you. This is my love language and you have filled me up this month. As always, you are thebomb.com. I love you. Talk to you next time. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you 
access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.